welcome to another Patty Wampus podcast today. And uh, I'm excited today. I got a really good friend with me, Coca Cola Dave. <laughs> and it's, it's fine. I'll be at, I'm honest with you. I'm sitting here trying to think what is his last name? And I believe it's Ashley. Is it? I'm remaining anonymous. It's remaining anonymous. <laughs> but I, I, I sat there and when I told him, I was like, yeah, we got Coca-Cola Dave. Like, who? I was like, Coca-Cola Dave. So how, I guess just a little bit, just, hey, thank you for being here mm-hmm. and being willing to be vulnerable and share your story. Um, but how did we meet? Like, what, what, why did you say yes to, uh, to today? Uh, well, I had the highest respect for you, Kurt. And I know all I'm the wonderful sorry. things that you do. <laughs> uh, you have always come through for me. And when I and uh, I always had a low moment. I had a bottom. And uh, I asked for your help. And you came through for me. And so I want to do the same for you. So when you first asked me to come here and do this podcast, my initial reaction was, no, no, no. <laughs> my lips said, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, I'm really privilege that i can do this so thank you for asking me no it's an honor to have you here and uh always always love your laugh and i i try to emulate it at times and i never can quite quite get it across so there'll be several of those moments today where it's uh it's the the coca-cola dave uh chuckle is kind of what i call it but uh it's it's great, man. So we know each other then yeah. from uh, where do we know? Where did we where did we meet? Uh, I first came to uh, Vision Warriors in tw- July third, twenty eighteen. Gotcha. And uh, I uh, relapsed, and uh, uh, my wife uh, <laughs> kicked me. It's almost like the odd couple. My wife handed me the frying pan and said, "Get out!" And so uh, okay. I needed a place to stay, and. Uh, and I was at Vision Warriors previously for a 12-step meeting that was coming there on Tuesdays. So I was familiar with Vision Warriors. I couldn't remember the name. What was the name of that place? What was the name of the place? So then I called my friend that came with me to that meeting and said, oh, yeah, Vision Warriors, that's it. So I quick looked it up online and uh, spoke with John D. Yeah. And uh, asked him you know, to uh, fill out my application and uh, welcome aboard. And here I am. That's great. Yeah. Man. It's been fun. It's uh, I was telling the guys before you got here, a little backstop. We have at Vision Wars, we have served. I don't know if it's thousands, a lot. Which a is lot. Which has been a lot of guys over the last ten yeah. plus years. Still today, the only man upon leaving when they moved out in transition, Coca Cola Dave is the only man that left a room exactly as he found it upon arrival. And that was two new plastic totes to go underneath <laughs> the bed, brand new set of sheets and blanket and pillow and pillowcases and 24 coat hangers, man. And I just, you were impressed. I still am. And that was been, how long, how long ago did you live? When did you move? Oh, it's a, a 2018. 2018, 2018, 2019. Yeah. I was there for a year. Yeah, man. And just super grateful for you since, since then, I know you've had a lot of different guys that have lived with you for a day or two here or there. You're all I have one now. Yeah, and you're always helping someone giving away what's been given to you, man. And I'm, I'm super grateful so for that. So thank you. For doing that mm-hmm. so let's let's jump into it then so what what moment in your life 
is the one that stands out the most where you were just completely cattywampus? Uh, I I was thinking about that, and uh, the biggest change that I had to make, it didn't come easy, was um, I I joined a 12-step program. And this 12-step program, nobody uh, just thinks they just go there. Like, we're compelled to go there. And it's usually one of the four L's that will bring us in there. And it's life, love, law, or the liver. <laughs> and so mine was... Uh, Can you hit that one more time there? For you? Life, yep. love, law, or the liver. Oh. But one of the four L's will bring us in there. And mine was life. And uh, I couldn't live with it. And I couldn't live with it. And I couldn't live without it. And I really painted myself into a corner. And I was in a real pickle. And I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I knew I had to make some changes because I would hear, change nothing, nothing changes. Do we always do? You're going to get what you always got. You can't do the same things, expect different results. So I'm thinking, man, what am I going to do this time around? You know, because what I'm doing ain't working. And so I would go to these meetings and they would bring these people into these meetings that were uh, mentally handicapped and, uh, and they were sober. <laughs> and me being a genius, because I thought knowledge was power. Uh, I mean, I would read up on it and I'd go to these programs and I'd do uh, these treatment centers and they'd give me uh, cert- certificates. And one place I went to, they gave me a bag of marbles and said, you got your marbles back? True story. <laughs> and uh, And so, I mean, so they brought these people in there that were like, sober mentally handicapped me being a genius i'm not getting i'm like what is something that's so simple that a a person anybody can grasp what's the simplest thing i heard and they would say dave don't drink go to meetings ask for help and that was it i couldn't ask for help and so uh, i went into a meeting and i cut all the bullshit out and i didn't go into a crying or a jag or poor me i just said my name is Dave, and I can't stop drinking. No matter how hard I try, I can't stop drinking. And the guy looks at me and goes, you know, Dave, there is a way out. You don't have to drink. And uh, and I was stunned. <laughs> because everybody up to that point were always yelling at me. Look at yourself. You're drunk, you know, and your Uncle Billy, he drank a bottle of booze a, a day, and he got sober. Why can't you? And 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 they'd say, "Oh, oh here's another one." They go, "And you were doing so well. What happened? We're so disappointed." And I didn't know what to say, you know. And 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 finally, this guy he said, "So matter of factly, he goes, you know, you don't have to drink. There is a way out," and that gave me hope. How did this hope feel when it stayed that, hopeless? You know, that maybe I, c- I can do this. And, and you know, uh, I, I, I thought that maybe uh, it'll work for everybody else. It's not going to work for me because I'm special. And, <laughs> and then they said, Dave, you know, you're just another turd in a herd. <laughs> a turd in a herd. <laughs> yeah, just another bozo on the bus, you know. This program has cracked a lot harder nuts than you. And so, and, uh, and part of this program... They would say, really, have you ever seen a person fail with thoroughly follow their path? And then the rest would be blah, 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 blah. People constitutionally incapable of being so honest with themselves. And I'd perk up. I'd say, well, that's me. I ain't getting it. Yeah. But I never heard that line before that said, 
those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. And I never gave it a 100% shot. This time I I did whatever they told me to do, I did. Did it? Yeah. So what did that look like? So you come in completely hopeless. Yeah. Uh, turd in the herd, as you said. In the bus. Right? Okay. I can relate. Right? I can relate. So you're there. And from there to now, what are those just simple things that you had to, that just a couple of those simple things that you had to do to make that happen? Make that transition? Well, well I, I took everything literally that they told me to do. And, uh, and one of them was a six pack of recovery. They said, don't drink, go to meetings, ask for help join a group, get a sponsor, get involved. And they said, <laughs> and don't be, don't be an alkanaut. And an alkanaut just hovers above the 12 step program. <laughs> and I had to come in for a landing <laughs> or you spin off and go into outer space, never to be seen again. <laughs> and so I, so they said, like, if you keep falling, like falling out of the bed, you want to get in the middle of the bed. Why keep falling out of the program? I want to get in the middle of the program. No, so it I, makes that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's the if someone's watching this, it's not in recovery. Yeah, you know, or they need to recover from something, but it's not drugs or alcohol. Yeah, just a state. Let's just look at a state of mind. Yes, your your mind was as big of a trap as the the booze was a a symptom of the of yeah. the mind. You agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So what changed it's in your three three parts? Okay. I, I interrupted. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you didn't interrupt. Uh, it's three parts. Uh, first thing that goes is the spiritual. Next thing that goes is the mental. And the last thing that goes is the physical. And then when I come back into treatment, first thing I get back is my physical. Start feeling better. Start eating better. Uh, can, can, can use the bathroom again. <laughs> yeah. And um, then my mental, where I start thinking clearer. I start making better decisions. And then the last thing is my spiritual, where I start getting a conscious contact with my higher power. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I get a conscience. <laughs> my God, maybe you know, what I'm doing is wrong. <laughs> it's a, and when you think about it that way, is we get in such a fog at times that we can't see the easy way. I want to say easy, the simple way out, because it's not necessarily easy, but it's the right. simple way through this the problem that we're in whatever it might be there there's a way out if we're willing to look at it from that perspective and get good sound wisdom and advice from those that are around us and so i just really want folks to know that it's you know yes you're in recovery mm-hmm. but yet we we all it's like the the mind our mindset and our view is a huge i mean it's it's in between these two ears mm-hmm. right is a battle mm-hmm. if i'm not willing to share it with someone hold me accountable to it it's going to take me some crazy places you say going into my mind is like going into a bad neighborhood you know i'll, I'll mug myself i'll get mugged uh yeah so i mean so uh i i i i, I well what happens is i never de- learned how to develop uh lo- how to live life in life's terms yeah. I was never good. I never got those tools yeah. because for me it was whenever I I had a problem, I would just get drunk and problem solved. Boss fires me, get drunk, problem solved. Girlfriend leaves me, get drunk, problem solved. Now I don't have that option. Now what do I do? So what are some of these tools? How do I handle this stuff? 
So that's where uh, I start going to meetings and I start, you know, I'm like a sponsor and seeing how did, how do they handle this stuff? Yeah. And uh, they have like these signs in the rooms that will go like, live and let live, first things first, easy does it, keep it simple. And these are all things and it's how I get unwrapped around the axle because like they have like a, a, a saying that a normal person gets a flat tire in a highway they call AAA. Yeah. We get a flat tire in the highway. We want to call suicide hotline. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything's a big deal. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be so. Yeah. It's, uh, that's the free, the freedom that I've found in not getting just wrapped up around the axle. Is yeah. what, you know, from that standpoint, just what you said, there's freedom in that, that uh, drugs and alcohol aren't my problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they weren't really in the beginning. There was a, uh, I've, tried to solve my problems that way mm-hmm. been able to navigate through life on life's terms and when i hit a roadblock or i start feeling cattywampus having the tools and the willingness to reach out pick up the phone call someone go to breakfast go to lunch and being vulnerable i have a problem with being vulnerable right yes. it's it's because i'm now putting myself out there to be to be examined, so to speak. What are my motives behind? Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Um, that's difficult for me. So with if you're looking at, I have this thing I call them my double Ds, mm-hmm. right? Like it's our daily disciplines. <laughs> um, what are a couple of things that you do today, every day that, that, that kind of keep you centered, keep you balanced? Well, first of all, I'll try to keep things simple. Uh, but uh, what I do is what I call is I punch in and punch out every day. So in the morning, I hit my knees. And, uh, and that's hard to do. They said what they did, some of the tricks they trade, they said, take your keys and throw them under your bed. So when you get up in the morning, you got to go crawl and get your keys while you're down there. And once you say a prayer or two. And so I would punch in in the morning with God yeah. and ask for help. Because I'm going to need his help. Yeah. If I'm not going to drink or drug that day, I'm going to need his help. And then if I didn't drink or drug that day, it's because I received his help. So then I punch out. I punch in and I punch out. And then they would, I would emulate other people and they would say, Dave, if you want what we have, you got to be willing to do what we you do. do. Huh. And I would look around and see what's this common thread that all these people seem to be happy and got their, their crap together. What do they do? Because I want to emulate. I want to do the same thing. And they all have some form of like prayer and meditation to the man or woman. They all have, you know, some form of it. And so I went and I bought these uh, meditation books and daily reflection is one of them. And then I would, uh, I would get that book and I would start it. every. Oh, and then I got a three minute egg timer. (laughs) Just three three minutes. minutes, I would just like stop and get still in the morning, three minutes before I take off the work. And that three minutes felt like forever. And, uh, I would think of the traffic and I would hear my coffee maker going. You know? And uh, yeah, so I would learn to do that, to slow down a little bit. Oh, and then especially using the phone is so important. Whenever anybody asks me to sponsor them, first thing I say is, you got to call me every day. Most people can't do it. it they're, it's so hard. And so what I did was, you know, we got so much going on. Yeah. Uh, So what I did was I say, okay, you call me at this time and I'm going to see you call me. I am not going to answer the phone. 
And so I and so it will go into voicemail. So you don't have to worry about having a conversation with me. But I want you to get learn to use the phone. That's a good because if you can't use the phone, if things are going well, you're never gonna use it when things aren't going That's well. True. And so we gotta start because they have an expression, uh, call your sponsor before you drink. Well, for me, once that balloon goes up and that decision is made, I ain't calling anybody. Because <laughs> they're going to try to talk me out of it. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I should have been calling before so I don't get to that point. Amen. Yeah. So how epic is You know, I, I personally think to have an epic life, you got to do epic shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just otherwise you have a mediocre life, right? Because you're doing me- mediocre stuff. So how cool is life today? Like what, what, how would you describe your life today? Uh, when people ask me about it, I said, my life has become simpler. I don't have the chaos that I used to have. And, and and chaos was attracted to me and I was attracted to it. And and now I I I I you know, I, I talk to like a newcomer and they tell me about the stuff going on in their lives. And sometimes I'm like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I mean, enough. <laughs> you know, I mean it's like those poor bastards. So they say, but for the grace of God go I. Yeah. And so they have like an expression, they say, if you pass a hat around and everybody has to put their problems in a hat i wouldn't want to take the chance of somebody else's problems i'd want my problems back yes and so i, I believe this so uh, my life has become simpler and i don't have the craziness that i used to have and my decision making I, I you know and, and i have a conscience now so see yeah yeah so like i remember the first tinge i had of having a conscience i'm leaving a meeting and I was smoking, and uh, and I took my pack of cigarettes, empty pack, and I rolled down the window, and I had to throw it out the window. And all of a sudden, my conscience hit me. and says, you know what? The world isn't your garbage can anymore, Dave. You got to stop doing stuff like that. And uh, and to this day, if I, if I drop a, a paper from a straw, <laughs> I will go down and pick it up. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, yeah. Just the, the clarity that we're able to see around us just to simple things like that and and that's where there's drugs or alcohol anything but it's that that self-awareness to where we're not the most important person yeah. in the world you know mm-hmm. there's other people actually living around us and yeah. we start putting them ahead of ourselves in certain applications man life gets it has a completely different meaning and and, and, and we're not takers anymore we're yeah. givers yeah it's not Dave's world anymore. It's God's world. Amen, man. Amen. Amen. So speaking of that, giving, if you'll hear in just a second, look, you know, rather than me and look directly into that camera here in just a second for someone that's sitting in a pit of hopelessness, whether it's alcohol or drugs or just a mental state, just of all the things of where you were, like, and to be able to speak some truth and hope into them. What would you What would you say to them if you look right in that camera? If they're watching, or if they send this to someone, what would you What would you tell them? That there's a way out, and you don't have to use anymore. And that uh, this program has cracked a lot harder nuts than me and Kurt combined. Yeah. And uh, just have to ask for help. And sometimes help is 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 offered, but we have to accept help too. Yeah. So that will be. Asking is very hard and accepting is very hard, but it can can be done. It's possible. It is possible. It is possible. 
And that's just a God's help, but it's a beautiful thing is like, it's whatever you're struggling with. If you can find a group of people and or a person that was there, you know, it's like doctors and other pastors and other counselors, they're all, they're all great and all needed. Mm -hmm. But what I have found find aligning with individuals that were where I was Mm -hmm. or where I am Mm. And moving forward together and seeing that and being able to to walk and follow someone's footprints, so to speak. It's like, this is where they walked. This is how they got out of the mess. And then taking their suggestion, which is hard, mm-hmm. but taking their suggestions. And there's free. It's it's free and there's freedom in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I, I, pre- I appreciate you always sharing your story. Um, I appreciate and, you and share and sharing the hope that you found because you truly give away daily what's been given to you and whether it's someone sleeping on your couch that needs a place for a mm-hmm. couple of days a ride to a meeting a ride to a store or just a good chuckle and laugh just to have a conversation man you're just you're always you're you're always a phone call away and I know that there's somebody that you can count on there and so if I've experienced that I know that there's, I, I know a lot of other guys that experience the same thing that you've done. So, man, I'm, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. I'm and grateful to you too. too. And so uh, I think we got just a, a minute left here. You have anything that you feel like hasn't been said that you want to, that you want to say, this is your, your time to shine. If you got any more Coca-Cola day one liners in there, then. Uh, you call me to uh, uh, trusting God. Is uh, I, I didn't put enough emphasis on that, but uh, I, uh, I I didn't come in as a particularly religious person, but uh, the twelve step program led me to God led me to the twelve step program. The twelve step program led me to God. Amen. Yeah, and the, so. and that's that's the thing I love about it. It's the God of your understanding. Yeah, and I was told is it if it doesn't if your understanding doesn't develop from day one mm-hmm. moving forward is your recovery program really moving forward? You're just accumulating days, mm-hmm. or are you truly one day to do Yeah, truly changing your perspective on life, perspective on God and understanding. So thank you for being here. Thank you for watching today's episode. Check back next week. Another great guest sharing their story from being cattywampus to being free. Thanks for watching.